0: State Radio. This is Byron Lazine with the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. We've got PK, Pat Kenny, Barnum Plans back in the house, and the one team crew of Chaz Cook back for a second week in a row, and the return of the man himself, the the legendary Ryan Casey, also the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. Let's start with you, Ryan. How you doing? How you feeling? I, I see you got the Red Bull cooking the over there wall. on yeah, this so Saturday I'm, morning.
1: Get ready. I'm going to just speed out a whole bunch of information and facts about real estate, but we're doing good, Byron. I've been talking to you a little bit this week, and it's real estate. Get, get closer to that mic, Ryan. The, the real estate, <laughs> damn, finally broke. We are there you go. putting something in a contract. We're pumped.
2: So you get closer to the microphone, and you start talking quieter. Well, give a few minutes. Right, listen, I know it's been a while, man. I know it's been a while since you've been, been on been the involved.
0: show, and, and just... Hey. Ryan's got the Red Bull working and I mean he's been we talked about this I think on on the radio show when Ryan called in a couple of weeks ago, the routes that he's just bouncing around the state helping serve buyers, sellers and investors. I mean it was he was all over the map that, that Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's it's continuing that trend. I got uh let's see, Colebrook, which is north of Winstead, kind of like in the uh Massachusetts Northwestern corner between the Mass and Connecticut line and Sonia this week, Guilford Bristol. It's like a tour. It's so like which, which,
2: boss. which gas stations have the best Red Bull? Cause like at this point you have to know, I mean
1: the one that has the cheapest gas, Ryan, <laughs> should we go up on our, uh, should we go
0: up on our fees here? Real estate fees with, with the rise in gas prices. What do you think of that? Well, no, no, no not at all. Not just going to, just going to eat the gas, not in the sleigh's. Uh, how many times you filling up a week right now? How many times? That's a great piece of content. I should hmm. think about that for Instagram.
1: How many times a week is is an agent filling up their tank? Well, you know, I got my beautiful Hyundai Elantra GT 2013, which I was thinking about making a move on, but... Collector uh, edition. Yeah, collector's <laughs> edition. You can't find anywhere else. And I'm probably filling up about close to 50 bucks. I'm probably doing that twice a week, which isn't bad. But, okay. Was, That's uh, not making... bad with the driving you're doing. No, no. She's, she's got about 34, 32 miles per gallon. So she's she's doing me good.
2: It's a quality you piece th- of equipment right there.
1: Yeah. You were thinking about the Tesla. Was it the gas prices or your affinity for Elon? No. I it was, I want the Tesla truck, the Cybertruck. And that just keeps yeah. getting pushed out more and more and more and more. So maybe I'll start making a move just on the one uh, of the other Teslas that are on now. You said a little bridge, Tesla? Right. The bridge of the gap? Yeah, something. I mean, just something in the meantime, because as much as I love uh, Pegasus, that's what I call my car. It's not white either. It's like a gray, but we call it Pegasus. And uh, I mean, it's got 190,000 miles. I think when I started real estate, it was at 40, right? So (laughs) it's been pretty bananas while the driving. But that's what we we do with the one company, uh, one team. You still have that dent that I left in there? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still got that dent. Uh, I'll never forget. We were, I think we we're recording something where I was doing work in the office and Byron comes in he goes, Hey, I just, I just wet your car. Uh, huge dent. Let me know if you want me to pay for it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm heading to Florida now. Bye. And he just left. And I didn't, actually, I didn't get to say a word about it. He just, that was it. it, was just, it was that was, dated, and then he got out of his Now's
0: your opportunity, Ryan. Do you want to air out any grievances on that dent?
1: No, no, that's okay. I used, uh. Uh, well I didn't really get it fixed I kind of left it there right because it was kind of kind of uh, symbolic I was first starting off I was at a low point couldn't get any deals on the contract and then my boss hit my car and then he went went to Florida. It's a right of passage. That, puts,
2: that gives you perspective on kind of where you've ranked at that moment. like <laughs> At that particular time when he didn't even bother, he's like, don't call me. No insurance information. I hate your car. I'm leaving. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. He's I wasn't going to go. give him. Sell some houses and we'll talk about it, right? First <laughs> of all, I was, I was
0: not going to connect him with Debbie Yother of Sav Insurance. I was not going to give him my insurance information. I
1: would have paid him cash. Ooh, I didn't you didn't say that. You just said, I'm going I'm jumping on a plane I'm out of here. That's because you didn't ask. I said let me know how much money it costs I'll cover song. it. You never got a fi- If you go get it fixed I'll still cover it. No, I'm going to I'm driving that thing into the ground and then we'll see, you know, what, what the cyber truck comes out. If I go for Tesla, we'll see. That's how about this, if you get a Tesla,
0: I'll have the electrician install the oh, charging in the garage. Really? That'll that'll be how I make up for the dent. All right, that's okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was a little
1: sense of <laughs>
0: And then this will this will mean there's one less person buying uh, Venezuelan oil. Pat, what is, what is up with that? We're going to buy oil from Venezuela.
2: Yeah, no, we stopped the Russian imports and we didn't open our own strategic reserves, so now gas is seven dollars a gallon in California. Great, great strategy, great strategy all around. Um,
0: but is that is that true, or is that a was that a Trump rumor that I heard on the Nelk Boy podcast that we're buying oil from Venezuela? Uh, I'm
2: fairly certain at this point we're sourcing it from wherever. I mean, I know. Um, uh, the Middle East is going to up production. Like the thing that that's annoying, that's really driving me crazy, is like refined oil from Russia. Like actual like gasoline makes up three percent of our imports. Total petroleum is eight percent. Like it's not like it's anything meaningful. I don't, like it shouldn't have anything to do with it. it like it, it's such a, a insignificant amount of import that like why we're 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 cli- we're claiming that this is going to make a difference. Like it's such a minimal amount. Three percent is not going to have it. Imp- like that's not going to change my gas prices by fifty cents a gallon overnight. Like it did. It did. Couldn't we,
0: couldn't we just maybe get uh, Martin McKinney and Service Station Equipment to come up with their own oil? They got to be able to drill oil over there in in Basra, right?
2: I feel like Basra is like a like a hidden Where gem they? of just of just North Franklin. Yeah,
0: North Franklin. I'm sorry, I got I got a little mixed up there on my Basers and Franklins.
2: That's right. Well, uh, listen, Chaz had, a, Chaz had a had a Basra experience a couple weeks ago. He and I were chatting about it with a uh, what half million dollar houses in Basra.
3: Pretty damn close. We talked about it actually uh, last week. Three forty four oh, yeah. Basra if when you were in here,
2: Pat. It's just ridiculous. No, I I, I, I happen to see it on social media. We have other ways to, to communicate. It's uh, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, I was gobsmacked. I was like, wait a minute, hang on. This kind of money for for what, the, it's a beautiful area, I know the area, but not, not some not expecting that kind of price point. Chaz, what back. was
0: the list price again? Four fifty nine nine. Four fifty nine nine Basra House was fifty years old, by the way. No, no, house no? was fourteen years old. Oh, 14,
3: 14 my, my apologies. Years old. Yeah. That, that was. I think you're best. thinking of the investor special.
0: <laughs> well, that's a couple hundred years old. Chaz.
2: <laughs> I mean, wasn't <laughs> the fifty year? That's a, that's a vintage at that point. That's that makes sense. I, I can appreciate that. But
0: okay, fifteen years old. Fifteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where. I, yeah, I had a five in there. I think. All right, so that was a good price for Basra. That was a fantastic number.
3: It was, and uh, it, believe it or not, we had multiple offers, and it, uh, it's kind of looking like it's going to go for over that price. Can't do you have the highest? Yet. Do you have the highest sale in Basra
0: year to date? Uh, you know,
3: I did actually. I did actually did not research that yet, but I will definitely take a look at that and uh, be able to report it back next Saturday. We would have to give him a trophy if that was the case. it better be a Basra crown, like, yeah, like, black. like the Burger King crown.
0: I'll I'll look it up for you, Chaz, right now on the MLS. I like looking up these numbers. I, I posted some on my Facebook this week. Pat, did you catch those? One team, number one in Connecticut by a mile year to date on most transactions? My
2: favorite part was the blackout of the of the of the next team down. That was clearly legible underneath the blackout. It was really easy to see who it still was.
0: <laughs> which is of
2: course the the first thing I did. I was like, oh, and it's a name I recognize. I was like, ah, huh, interesting.
0: Do, do you think that was by design? The way I
2: absolutely. Not. That? Why would you ever do that? Like that's no, There's absolutely no way that you're that kind of competitive person in the slightest. That's that's a a, oh, that's a mere oversight. I'm sure.
0: We, first of all, we work with everyone. Get along with everybody. Uh, just having a little fun. You know.
2: I mean, well, then you got to remind them though. Just from time to time.
0: Kobe Bryant-esque. All right. Chaz, who do we got when we come back? We were talking about the HBRA Home Show last week with the, the, uh, the kids. It's all for the kids. What the heck were we doing there, and who do we got coming up?
3: We actually have one of the teachers who brought a team of students to the competition last week at the HBRA Show, and uh, she's going to share with us how she got involved
0: with it and how her students performed this past weekend. All right, so if you caught last week's show, we were all promoting HBRA Home Show in Hartford, Connecticut. They, For 71 years, they've done a scholarship competition for the kids, for the high school kids, and we have one of the teachers coming up with us next. So stay with us, Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk.
2: Joe the Gutter Guy says...
0: Real Estate Radio, Byron Lazine with the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate. We've got Chaz Cook and Ryan Casey from the One Team. PK, he had to bounce out. He had an emergency, and he's no longer with us. But we do have Wendy Koo with us who was part of uh, brought students to the student design competition at last week's HBRA show, which we covered. And you can go check out that show over on CT real estate radio podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Wendy, thank you for joining us.
4: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So tell us about the design competition. Did your kids win? And uh, you know, who was, uh, who was the best competitor this year?
4: Oh, those are some tough questions. Um, yeah, so this year I brought in 10 students. So we had 10 entries. Um, they are my advanced architecture students that compete in this competition. Um, I should have the exact number, but I think I'm in this competition now for about 15 years.
0: Wow. So and it's been going for 71 years. I think we might be at 72. Oh, 72. You're right. I think <laughs> yes. you're right. We had Eric yeah, on last. The- Erica uh, Person, obviously CEO of HPR, was on with us. Last week, I think you might be right. Seventy, seventy-two.
4: I can't keep track anyway. So, but I, I, I looked at the stats. Um, and what I don't know if Eric had mentioned, but so the um, criteria has been the same for seventy-two years. You now, students have to design and model a two-thousand-square-foot, three-bedroom. Um, I, I'm not sure if the bathrooms are specific to two and a half baths, but that seems to be the trend um, that we've been designing. And then they have to create a, a quarter-inch model of their house design and um, create a presentation drawing with a floor plan and an elevation and, um, and their section um, wall section and an elevation drawing. So kind of setting up the stage and telling you what the criteria is, my students had to do that, and that's what they did and uh, submitted to the CT Home Show.
0: And which school are you in?
4: Oh, I'm at Simsbury Public Schools.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, 2,000 square feet 72 years ago. That must have been a
4: mansion. You know, even in my own experience of teaching um, this, doing the competition teaching this class for the past, like, 12 years, the designs have changed too. So you are correct yeah. in the beginning, like you know, the standard designing something that was more traditional, I think, with more closed rooms, um, more aligned with what they're used to of living in the houses in Connecticut with your, your separate dining room, separate living room and your kitchen. But now they've um, kind of adapted more of the open concept. So even the students' um, designs have evolved as the real estate trends have changed in a few years. We're chatting with Wendy
0: Koo, who brought her architect, advanced architects, to the HBRA student design competition last week at the HBRA show. So, Wendy, who won the competition?
4: We did take first place. Wow. Um, Congrats. uh, So we placed first, fourth, and we had two honorable mentions.
3: That's incredible. Wendy, how how many um, competitors in total were there?
4: there are so many stats so i know that um they had mentioned it on awards night but it was over 100 entries
3: congratulations to you and your students that's that's impressive
4: thank you and i think there are about a 12 a dozen schools that um submitted their um submitted houses Mm -hmm.
0: so your your students are are right now high school obviously learning about architecture do they all would you say the majority of them have ambitions to be architects or what what do you think their next step will be heading into uh, after, after high school?
4: Um, So it changes year to year with this crew. Uh, There's a few that I've asked and they're interested in going into a field that's similar to architecture or construction. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a few parents, actually. Um, A few of them have parents that are actually working in the construction management industry so um, that was interesting to get that perspective. Their parents were helping them out with the designs. I was asking them to go home and ask their parents for feedback. Um, it, you know, it, it varies. You know, not all my students go into architecture to take this class, um, but I always advertise it, too, when they do course elections of saying, well, this is a great class to have because we talk about bathroom designs and kitchen designs and just regular floor plans. And I do try to lower the parents when I ask them. I'm like, who's going to do a bathroom or kitchen renovation soon? When they raise their hand, I'm like, oh, you should definitely sign your kid up for this class <laughs> and take advantage. So, um, and, and I've had a few students have done that too, that they'll turn around and they'll uh, do a project that is taking their existing kitchen at home and redesign it. So, And that's just an example of some... Um, class activities and assignments that the kids do lead that leads up to this big comprehensive project
0: it it sounds like with your students you're showing them more opportunities than just architecture going getting a a degree and, and getting into architecture how big of a discussion right now are you guys having at simsbury in your world about students getting into the trades you mentioned construction there's a huge lack of practical uh you know workers practical jobs people being pushed in that direction from their guidance counselors huge lack people are not getting into the trades like we like the market needs them to there's just not enough people willing to do that but yet there's herds of people going into general study to general studies at college which amount to absolutely nothing and typically they'll get out from the four-year degree making no money and being in a mountain of debt where those students could have gone into a trade and made tons of money with, with absolutely no debt. So how big of a discussion are you guys having at Simsbury about that issue that our young people are facing today?
4: Yeah, um, I'm very fortunate. That I'm also the department supervisor for the tech and engineering department. So um, I supervise the automotive Courses: the sort of woodworking, manufacturing, architecture, engineering, and digital video production, along with the business and family consumer science classes. So um, you have a lot you know, of hats, Wendy. I, I have a lot of hats, <laughs> and I love it. and And it goes directly aligns exactly with what you're saying. Uh, we're we're providing these opportunities for these kids to explore these strands. And we're electives. And I think that's what the kids need. They need that opportunity. You know, it's not just the academic classes. They come to these classes and they get to work with their hands and they get to problem solve. Um, and the students that are in our construction, manufacturing, automotive classes might not be doing so well in their English or their social studies. But when they come down to our labs and they're working with their hands, they they are successful and they thrive and they are Excellent students, and we have a great relationship with them. So, you know, we do encourage the trades. We encourage these opportunities. We um, really want to teach these kids the skills that they'll need when they leave our our school and our program. That extends beyond just what they do in our classrooms, and we just feel like that's so critical. And these are conversations that I have every day with the students and with my team and my colleagues.
0: That's very encouraging and I hope more schools in the state of Connecticut are taking that approach because this the results in the system certainly don't speak to that over the last three four decades you know of, of producing you know young people that are in mountains of, of college debt billions and billions of dollars of college debt that uh, these kids just cannot They just can't pay it back. The ones that are getting trapped into that general studies um, racket, as I would call it. It's the biggest bubble in America today. So I'm very encouraged that you are on the forefront of hopefully reversing that trend a a little bit and helping students make practical decisions. If you're going to be an attorney or a doctor or something like that and you know that coming out of of high school or a teacher, for example, then – there is an applicable degree for you in college, but the, but the general studies certainly isn't isn't producing anything other other than debt. Uh, Wendy, anything else you'd like to share with us about what you guys are doing over there?
4: Um, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, the the kids are excited to work on with their hands, and you know, like I can't speak to other school districts because I'm in Simsbury, but I am hoping that like you had mentioned that this is something that other school districts and other students will have an opportunity to do um when they go through their programs so um i will we will continue to work as a team to make sure that you know these students really have these time to explore especially with the pandemic you know we did lose a couple of years and that was really tough when we couldn't have those students in the lab and i know the students especially in the automotive and the construction that they struggled a lot because they want to be, you know, building and using the machines, getting their hands dirty with the grease and and the um, it, it just it, that was tough. So it's been really great to have um, everything back in our labs, having the kids back. And so I hope we stay this way and can just continue to move forward and, and give these kids, you know, the opportunities and continue to work with them.
0: Love it. Wendy, you're at a conference right now, right?
4: I am. Actually, I'm at in the uh, International Tech and Engineering Education Conference. So now I get to have this conversation outside of just Simsbury and Connecticut. I'm here with people from Virginia, Florida, um, Massachusetts, all over, all over the world. So we are here having this global conversation about how we can provide these hands on design thinking, engineering, um, STEM experiences for students in our classrooms.
0: So that's through the through the school system or through through another association you're part of.
4: Uh, it's part of the uh, association. Um, it's called ITEEA, the International Tech Ed Association. So it's it's the bigger it's the international association. And so my school district sent me down here, so like for professional development.
0: Great. And Simsbury, just uh, I'm not familiar. If only Simsbury residents can attend, or can other uh, other surrounding towns attend Simsbury to be part of your program? Uh,
4: which, um, the conference on that or the architecture? No, no, the,
0: the school, the architecture school.
4: Oh, it's not an architecture school. It's just a course. Just it's a course, a, okay, yeah. Like but so how
0: about Simsbury as a school? Can surrounding town or just Sim, Simsbury residents? Just right? Simsbury. Mm-hmm. I understand. Just, yeah. Wendy, it, sound, it sounds like you're doing some amazing things, and we really appreciate you spending some time with us here on Real Estate Radio. Uh, Wendy Koo from Simsbury School District. Appreciate the service that you're providing to the students in Simsbury.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much for um, having me and for letting me share what we're doing in our programs.
0: Awesome. Thank you. We'll be right back. Thank you, Wendy. On Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now Stimulating Talk. Q. Real Estate Radio, Byron Lazine, one team at William Ravis Real Estate. With Ryan Casey and Chaz Cook, also from the One Team boys, it's that time of week. Love it's it! Not, it's not that time that we, you know, hang out yep, with yep. Martin, spend all his money. It's the time we jump into the One Team rewind Oof. of the week. You guys ready? Yeah, ready. We waiting all week all right. for this. <laughs> Been waiting, waiting, and waiting, waiting. <laughs> all right, One Team. At William Ravis Real Estate, we had a big week. We had nine new listings trying to help that inventory issue that we're faced with here in Connecticut. Uh, We also had one price improvement, 15 properties we placed under contract with buyers, sellers, and investors, and five closings for the week. Chaz, why don't you tell us what are the new listing opportunities for anybody looking for a home right now? We had a new listing at
3: 30 Poppy Lane in East Lime, Connecticut, and that came on for $519,000. That's a Mary
0: Kula listing of the one team. And that one, by the way, Chaz, is already under contract. Continue oh. to show status, but but under under contract almost immediately as it came on. East Lime, anywhere in that half a million East Lime, it's, it's going to pop. So...
3: Then we had 52-54 Summit Avenue in New London, Connecticut, which is on for $350,000.
0: Yeah, this is a two-family, Chaz. Units are side-by-side. So if you're an investor looking for a side-by-side two-family building, it's about 4,000 square feet, built in 1,900. 1,900. Uh, you want to check this one out? Fifty two, uh, I'm sorry, fifty two fifty four Summit Ave in New London on for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Fifty two dash fifty four Summit Ave in New, Lom- New London. I can't even talk, Ryan. I, I am not even the one drinking the Red Bull. You are. Yeah. Three,
1: what else are you drinking? Three hundred
0: three hundred fifty thousand dollars. If you're an investor, go over to the One Team dot com. Check it out.
3: And I will note that uh, the new London market is really starting to pick up, especially in the the multifamily category. Um, I've had the opportunity to help some investors over there. And uh, there's a lot of things changing and a lot of things for the better. And that's Uh, a Mary
0: Pula listing as
3: well. Continuing on, we had 391 Long Hill Road in Groton, Connecticut. That's a commercial rental for $3,000 a month.
0: 391 Long Hill Road Groton if you're looking for a rental Mary Pula also just put that on for $3,000 196
3: Butler Town Road in Waterford, Connecticut which is on for three that is my listing I have to I'm happy to say it's a four bedroom, two bath, um, 2,100 square foot Cape style house. It's on five acres with a barn. Uh, the sellers used to have horses there. So if you're into the country farm style living, um,
0: make sure you hit me up. 196 Butlertown Road, Waterford, 384, 9. I like that. I like that number, Chaz. You come up with that? Or is that did. the seller?
3: Ah, I came up with that all by myself.
0: Love that. Seventeen
3: George Street in New Britain, Connecticut, which came on for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. That looks like a good
0: deal.
1: That uh, that was my listing, and it's a Ryan Casey listing. But it looks Ryan like Ryan, it,
0: there's some bad news you're about to share with us. Yes, unfortunately, it's under contract. Well, fortunately for your seller,
1: yeah. But I like I like helping people. Uh, great news for the seller. A lot of buyers, are um, yeah, disappointed. A little, little
0: disappointed. There was some. How kind. much? I mean, a hundred and eighty thousand dollar deal. How much activity did you get on that before it went under contract?
1: Um, 30 showings. I think it was 31 showings, and we had eight offers. Wow. Congrats. There you go. Congrats to that seller. Yes. Uh, 20 Glen
3: Ridge Road in Ansonia, Connecticut came on the market for $359,900.
1: That is also my property. um, Another property. That uh, Ansonia, a great spot. It's at a dead end. There's a nice little brook or creek I gotta look up the definition between the two. So you have some nice water views, and if you're sitting outside on the deck, you can hear the water. It's very calm and soothing. After a stressful day, I've been going there, and the sellers telling me to leave. But um, that go is, up on the porch. <laughs> I'm on the porch, I'm like, what are you drinking doing a Red there? Bull? Do you have a show? I said no. Um, so that is uh, uh, came on the market yesterday. Quite a few showings, but there's I would definitely go take a look at um, take a look at this property. Three bedrooms, slightly over 1,200 square feet. And uh, awesome garage. I love garages. I don't, love I don't mention them too much, but awesome stuff. Yeah, two- two-car garage. 20 Glen
0: Ridge Drive in Ansonia. That's a Ryan Casey listing. You can email Casey at oneandcompany.com for details. Yes,
1: sir. 278
0: Colbrook Road in Colbrook, uh-huh. Connecticut.
3: That's a similar one to our uh, Basra Street in Bosra right there. It's 278 Colbrook Road, Colbrook, Connecticut, came on the market for one ninety nine nine hundred. And guess what, Chaz?
1: Let me guess. That's yours too. That's also all my right. Geez,
0: Ryan, you are a listing machine,
1: my man. I want to. I want to tell the listeners out there, this is very interesting. If no wonder you came on the show this week. <laughs> That's the only reason why. If you're, it's very interesting. If you're going to go see in Sonia uh, today. I know we got some snow, rain, all this other stuff going on. Should be fun. Might be a coating. Just be careful. If you go up to Colebrook, they could get about five inches of snow. I know it's snowing up there already. So, um, very Ryan's a, a weather man, by the very, way. It's very interesting though, how weather can affect a deal. So, you know, not trying to scare people away. The Insonia one has 20. I couldn't believe this. Insonia has 25 showings and Colebrook was at 30. Now, if I was a betting man, I would have said that because of New York and all the people kind of migrating, um, would be you'd have a lot more. Twice as well. I, could, I can't get over how many showings are in Colebrook, which is Litchfield County. It goes Torrington, Winstead, Colebrook, very small town, and uh, more showings in. So I was shocked.
0: Mm-hmm. So this Colebrook property, two seventy-eight Colebrook River Road in Colebrook, Litchfield County. It's been on the market a day at one hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred dollars, and you're already up to thirty showings. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep.
0: Yes, sir. There you go. Another Ryan Casey listing. Casey also at oneandcompany.com.
1: Also has a brook in a creek. An agent asked me uh, two days ago how wide the, the brook was, and I told I didn't have the time to measure it yet. Well, but it um, is in Cold brook, So, it's so in Cold I, brook. I would hope so it has. The brook, brook, brook. actually runs through.
0: It's not underneath the house, though, right? Let's no, be clear. No, no, yeah. no, no. I've seen that before, <laughs> but.
3: All right, continuing on. Nine Holmes Farm Road in Newtown, Connecticut, is on the market for $190,000.
0: Yeah, that's about a two-acre lot. Uh, I know Ariel sold a bunch of those up there, and Nine Holmes Farm Road in Newtown is still available for 190000
3: And correct me if I'm wrong, this might be the first resale at 66 High Street, number this, 20.
0: Yeah, this is a resale, the first one in the... Whitfield building. We did have one in the mill building. Yes, we had a resale in the mill building. Um, This is in the new building. Well, the first of the three new buildings, the Whitfield first resale. uh, You would be correct. And this came on for $1.299. And it is already under contract. So unit 20 at High Street. Those are tough to get, obviously. We've broken, smashed, by the way, every single New Haven County record for the top 10 sales ever in New Haven County. The one team owns them all. Uh, So it's a desirable place to get into, and that that did sell right away. That does it for our nine new
3: listings for the week. We had one price improvement and... Uh, did Ryan you Keese. Did you
1: hear that? By the way, did you hear that, Chaz? That was the sound right there. That price improvement of a Ryan Kesey listing. Six grad smear in Suffield. We are now under the 700s. we got out of there. Six ninety nine nine hundred. This will be gone by the weekend. I'm Ryan, you, help, helping
0: out the people. Six uh, Grassmere Pond Lane in Suffield now under $700,000. New price. Go over to oneandcompany.com or the oneteamwr.com. Guess what? They both link to the same site. Hey, check out details there.
1: All right. And then for under contract, we're just going to go through the towns really quick. We had East Slime, East Slime again, New Haven, Waterbury, L- New London, North Bramford, Milford. Lebanon Cheshire Norwich Look at this All over the place Oh, New Britain Clinton Broughton Middletown Meriden Where won't we go And then for We'll clothes, go everywhere We'll go everywhere Even Rhode Island I've been there The homeland Love um, And then New Britain New Haven Meriden East Lyme, Hamden In the words of Johnny Cash I've been everywhere man <laughs> You want to sing it for us? Maybe maybe a couple
0: more Red Bulls. <laughs> Ryan has done he's done some singing on
1: the on Real Estate Radio in the past. It's good to have you back on the show, Ryan. Good to be back. It's almost like I lost my friends and now I'm I'm patting Chad on the shoulder. It's gonna be back. He found your way home. Found your way home. Yeah. There's nothing like having
0: Ryan Casey back on the show. All right. That is your one team at William Ravis Real Estate Rewind of the Week. Of course, that's brought to you by Service Station Equipment, your residential tank specialist. And it's brought to you every single week by the boys and girls over at Service Station Equipment. All right. We come back. We've got some we're – we're not going to talk about gasoline. We're not going to talk about the kids. We're going to talk about your home values when we come back. Real Estate Radio. One more coming back. 94.9 News Now. Stimulating talk.
1: better,
0: faster, stronger. Real Estate Radio, Byron Lazine, the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, along with Ryan Casey and Chaz Cook of the one team. Boys, what's more expensive right now, gasoline or
1: homes? Well, I have, I have two interesting stories. Well, I'll just give you one. I got two properties under contract last two weeks, two weeks ago. Same night, probably 30 minutes apart. Very excited. Great Sunday night. And um, both call me, say, Ryan, your offer was accepted, but you were not the highest offer. And I was like, real? And you got... you Hold on, say this again. You got two offers
0: accepted 30 minutes for ahead. your buyers or investors, and you were not the
1: highest offer? We were not the highest offer. Now, was it a coincidence? Maybe. But the reason being was that I think there was two factors. One is that... These sellers were very logical and they like more of a sure thing because I guess some of the numbers that people are putting out when it comes to their loans, they feel like it's not going to appraise, right? So they're very nervous about that because if it doesn't appraise and they got their mortgage contingency where the bank's not going to give them the mortgage, you got to start all over again. And the other thing was the amount of the deposit that the, my buyers were putting down. So that was the reassurance. So, and I had this conversation. I'm sure Chaz does, Byron does, with you know, with sellers. Like, hey, I might give you a fantastic price, like crazy amount, eighty thousand over, seventy thousand over. But if it doesn't appraise, and they can get out with the mortgage contingency, we're, we might be starting this this rodeo all over again. Mm-hmm. And um, so, kind of answer your question: What's more expensive? <laughs> I mean, houses are expensive. You you don't, and I tell buyers you don't. They're like, well, we don't know if we want to go that high as the other. You know, we don't do it. Just put the offer in because you never know what people are going to say. I know what I'm going to be paying at the pump when I go there. I see the number, um, but the house is. You know, if you have a great agent, they know how to work the deal. They know what a seller may be looking for. You got to ask a lot of questions. Um, yeah, you can you can still. Still get a house, and I can actually piggyback
3: off of that. Not on the same day, but I had two properties go under contract oh, last week, fast. and in both situations, we were also not the highest offer. Yeah, but we made it uh, more palatable and uh, enticing for the sellers to want to work with us. Yeah.
0: How, how many of these you mentioned the appraisal issues, Ryan? How many of those are you seeing right now? Because homes homes are, you know, at a at a peak state in terms of of how much they cost to purchase right in in the last 12 months the median sale price for single family homes in Connecticut is $350,000 to put that into perspective in 2007 when we hit our you know top of the market median sale price that was $310,000 we're at 350 now uh how many how Often have appraisals been an issue, meaning a home doesn't appraise at the value that the contract states, meaning the bank, you know, would have an issue lending the money.
1: Yeah. So I'm pending and closing 10 units right now for the year. I got an appraisal was done yesterday. I got one coming up uh, Monday. So let's just call it eight. Now the eight only had one coming low which is not too shabby because there's a couple of times I've been like, uh oh, you know, let's see what happens. And it's been fine. And there's been a couple of times that I feel like we're good and we weren't. So, I mean, it's kind of like you say, Byron, a lot of times, it really depends on the appraiser, you know, and uh, how they're feeling that day. Um, I don't want get- to remember
0: folks an appraisal appraisals, just one human being's opinion of value. That's you know it. they they are obviously professionals and that they, they're licensed and they're certified to do these appraisals uh, but at the end of the day when you boil it down it's just that one person's opinion of value I always you know tend you know tend to agree more with if a buyer's willing to pay something that sh- that should be the value but that, that's a whole nother can of worms you know the benefit that sellers have right now if you're listing your house in this spring market is that in 2020 and 2021, the market accelerated. And so you have all these comps. Certainly the comps of the last six months are going to be the ones that the appraisers point to, three to six months. And they've just been working their way up this entire time. So if you're selling right now, like you did in 2007, you had the market being pushed up in 05 and in 06. And so when you sold at 2007, you sold at the top and got all the money available. That's what's gonna happen this spring, right? People that are selling right now are gonna be getting all the money available to them because of those past comps, those past sales over the last six months and even before pushing those up.
1: And I think what's interesting too, a lot of, I know it's a huge difference in the sense of a lot of these deals, I was getting on a contract around Christmas time, Thanksgiving, January, renters. People who are renting, looking to buy, renting, looking to buy, renting, looking to buy now the last three three weeks a month it's now people hey i'm looking to buy but i gotta sell my house so i think that's what also made it very tough during the and that's why i'm for me and you know i just want everyone to know that Chaz i I look at our sisu numbers all the time and that shows what how everyone's doing
0: nobody on the radio knows what sisu that's where we are, (laughs) are, are showing our um it's, a, it's it's an internal, it's internal, team, yeah. it's an
1: internal measurement. team measurement. And Chaz has beaten me by 60000 uh for our volume. So volume is how many deals we we get under contract. right? Um, so I've been lucky to... Now I'm catching up to Chaz so he better look out. But the reason why I'm telling the story is because there's been a huge jump for myself. I think Chaz, I think uh, the rest of the team is going to see it because now we have people ready to sell looking to buy as opposed to just rents. Renters, I'm all done with this. The interest rates are so low. Let's go find something. And, um, that, that's very difficult to do. Right. It is. And another thing that I've actually started to see more of, and Byron,
3: you've talked about this a few times is the new constructions, uh, projects are starting to come to fruition and starting to finish up. Um, so I'm actually working with three sellers right now that have been waiting for their new house to be built before coming on the market to sell. And now they actually have a timeline in place. Um, so, Bosworth Street is a perfect example. Um, they're moving into their forever home, so now downsizing from that. So that I think as the new construction continues to come to the market or to finish, um, you'll see a lot more people that were waiting for that to happen start
0: getting ready to sell. I, I, yeah, I think inventory is going to loosen up here be, because people that have been thinking about it the last couple years are like, whoa, th- this might be my one opportunity here to... You know, cash out at the top like those folks did in two thousand and seven. You know, so we don't know what's going to happen next year. You know, I've talked about it. There's certainly signs that uh, would indicate when you have this much of an upturn for for this long that at some point you'll you'll have a downturn. Uh, You know, I couldn't put my finger on exactly when that will be, but I can tell you, people that decide to that have a need to sell in 2020 certainly in the spring will and and actually do it we'll look back on that decision and and be happy that they did it you know certainly people that are thinking about relocating in the next year or two years uh you know or whatever the case may be downsize and upsize and the ones that pull that money out right now are going to be happy and on the flip side Anybody looking to live in the same location over the next five, seven, nine years, that's a buyer, they'll be happy too. If they're renting, you see there's a whole bunch of people that were renting, now looking for buying. You can just go on to redfin.com forward slash news forward slash data center. They have uh, data, uh, data across the country, but then you can break it down to your local markets. Right now, is it cheaper to rent or to own? Well, the monthly mortgage right now is thirteen hundred dollars. The average monthly rent is nineteen hundred dollars. Okay, and this is if you only put five percent down uh, on on your purchase. Now, that uh, just to be clear, that was for condos. Let me go to single family. Single family, it jumps up. We're still at nineteen hundred for the rent, but we're at sixteen fifty for the single family purchase with just five percent down. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's still uh, two hundred and fifty dollars less expensive to own a single family house than it is to rent that single family house. Yeah, and, and this think- is on a similar you know three bedroom house.
1: Okay. And for everyone that's listening, I know uh, the biggest thing I know, like, you know, we'll go over numbers. You know, I told you, like, I have 30 showings on one house. This is going over asking whatever. Um, and a lot of my clients, it is it is nerve wracking, right? You're, you're trying to find a house. So I list my house. What happens if my house sells and I can't find anything to buy? The good news is, OK, it's it's it can be done. And I think the key is, you know, like days and it's not because it takes to like, well, we'll we'll take you step by step and we'll tell you when it's you know when sometimes it moves quickly and then you have a time to take a breath right so those listening that maybe are on the edge but like oh my god if i don't find anything this and that we got it we know what to do i would definitely go to um our one team website look at all the beautiful agents on there um probably the most beautiful one or the house or the houses and reached out to one of our agents you know i I always tell my you know hey hey look let's just have a conversation right and tell you what's going on because there's so much moving but we do this on a daily hourly basis
0: and if you just have a you know want to like to ryan's point want to have a consultation set up uh some questions with one of our agent advisors you can do that ryan how would people reach out to you if they'd like to have that conversation with you
1: yeah, so it's great because you can reach out to my Rhode Island number, where I'm originally from. If you want to talk about Rhode Island, uh, we can go on for hours. But my cell phone is 401-316-8346. running it down because he wants to hang out. Um, <laughs> Chaz, I think Chaz has for you for right. on speed dial. All right, what's yeah, that right? number again? It's 401-316-8346. But I'm located in Connecticut, people, and I'll go to Rhode Island. Yeah, uh, Ryan will work deals in both Rhode Island and
0: Connecticut. You can text Ryan, call him, or you can always email him, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at oneandcompany.com. That's all spelled out, O-N-E-A-N-D, company.com. Chaz, where can people call or text you if they'd like to chat? Real it's estate with you.
3: Absolutely. eight six zero five seven five four nine six two. If you want to chat or text, or if you prefer to email, you can reach me at chaz at oneandcompany.com. Chaz. Chaz spelled
0: just like you would assume it is.
3: With a Z, not an S. Yeah, there you go. Do you, you go to a for it. your clients? Would I you? try and
1: avoid it. Yeah, see? So okay, so call me one sixty.
0: All right, that's it, folks. Uh, go over to the one OneTeamWR.com website for all your real estate needs. If you would like us to buy you your real estate license, we'll take it out of uh, Ryan's next commission. Just go over to RealEstateAgentScholarship.com. That's RealEstateAgentScholarship.com. We'll get you in the game. Thank you to Service Station. Equipment quick
4: of the from the Bruce Delon View at GMC Studios.